This episode is brought to you by Trunk Club. You want to look good when you're on Jabba the Hutt's Pleasure Barge. Trunkclub.com. <laughs> Konnichiwa. 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 Episode. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. Hey. Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Konbanwa. Episode 218. 218, ladies and gentlemen, from beautiful downtown Hong Kong, Tokyo, capital of East Korea. This is a... It's a very, very international city. It is. It is unbelievable. This is a very special episode. It's our second international episode. It is. First ever episode in anywhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, unless you want to count Seattle. Uh, we've never done a show there, so it doesn't no, count. So no, it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Either way. What a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Who's the idiot who said that? Um, so we have such a very special episode. Um, probably, probably our, our, our longest running fan in terms of she's been listening to us the longest, right? Sure, you could put it that way. Longest running fan. Yeah, that sounds so stupid. That's such a dumb way to describe it. She's a marathon runner. Like, we've been drilling her teeth and asking her, if, is it safe? <laughs> so, that's been nice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about her numerous times. We are here in Japan. Uh, please welcome... Big... it is safe, by the way. It is safe. It is safe. Um... Please welcome uh, big fan Japan, Sanai, a.k.a. Sandy. Welcome. Mm. Hello. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Hi. Hi. Are you going to only speak Japanese? Hi. Comedy film nas. We were playing a game earlier. We would give her uh, American movie titles and have her translate them to Japanese. Yes, yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the Godfather. Godfather. Oh, okay. Or Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo Godfather. What to- what's Tokyo Godfather? What- Isn't it animated? Are you just making things up? No, no. This is a real one. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Rambo? Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Break into Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. See, that didn't come out. But if it did, well, how would it sound? Say it again? Break into Electric Boogaloo. Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> literally going to do this for an hour folks yeah, so that's, all this, that's all yeah. this episode is going to be it's going to be it's going to be that Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> Arabia no Lawrence oh, oh. alright nice mm-hmm. yeah, so um, 
Sanai, this has been awesome, uh, running around Japan with the Earbuds crew. And let me just say, we could not have done this trip without the fans. It's been unbelievable. <laughs> Impossible. Um, you, Andrea, and Andy have been our guides and almost our, I would say, spiritual mentors for our trip in yeah. Tokyo, yeah. Japan. I would say um, chaperones. Yeah, I would chaperones use that is, is an excellent term. <laughs> I would say handlers. Yes, keeping us out of trouble, yeah. um, helping us order at restaurants, making sure we don't end up in Okinawa. You know, <laughs> yeah. and all these, you know, we, like outside you the city. Loved it. I'm sure I would love. I would love it, but I wouldn't know how to get back. Is <laughs> my true. point. I would have. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, but no, Chris no, wouldn't figure it no, out. No, I would just panic and turn on my <laughs> cell and then have Google lady guide me back. <laughs> Walk. When we're yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's been really amazing, and you guys have really stepped up and made this trip so much easier. I mean, everything from meeting us at the airport to taking us to restaurants to taking us to sightseeing it's been fantastic it's been granted it's been constant work and uh but it's been fun constant work Mm -hmm. and we've loved every minute of it so thank you yeah domo domo (laughs) (laughs) you andrea and andy and your sister and your sister yes <laughs> yeah natalie <laughs> came in yesterday to when we went to kamakura um natsue 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 I've been corrected a thousand times on this trip. <laughs> this Even what? the crew's like, no, that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think you're the only one who can't. Um, I choose not to. It's not mm-hmm. that I can't. What's that? Not I can't. Think it's it's won't. Yeah. I think it's her. I think her name is better served as Natalie. <laughs> that's what I think. Since her husband's Thor. Yeah, she's married to a superhero. Um, yeah, so yesterday, we should. We got to talk about all the crazy things we've done. Yeah, we have to. The, first, the first day, we... Uh, you know, we got in here after flying on Malaysian Airlines through Kuala Lumpur from... That was the... I think we're the first people to ever do that. To go yeah. from, really do. New- from... From New- Newman to Tokyo in uh, one trip. Yeah. No one's ever gone from Newman, Australia, to Tokyo via Kuala Lumpur. Yes. If somebody has, email us. Because I don't think... I think we're the first ones. Yeah. I'd like to know that I'm going to call Guinness. <laughs> Yeah, we left early at Newman after a crazy running around the outback with Russell Porter, who, again, Russell, another fan in Australia who helped yeah, us out. Yeah, couldn't have done it without him Could either. Could not have done it without him um, trying to find this mythical mining site. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Was, uh, that was... That a, everyone said, oh, you can see it from the road. Right, it's huge. You can't miss yeah, it. Really? It'll it just be looks, great. It's, fa- it's spectacular. It just looks like the goddamn outback. Really? Well, no, this looks like a road with a mountain. There's no mine here. There's no... There's, yeah. What, what is their definition of a mine? And you can see all the equipment from the road, too. There's nothing here. There's nothing. There's, there's, there's nothing, nothing here. It was a goddamn ghost town. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing there. There was nothing there. There was nothing there. Yeah. So eventually, <laughs> um, if we kept driving, we figured we'd find Brigadoon. Yeah. But uh, we turned around. We did. Because um, it wasn't a thousand years. Uh, but it was that was actually excellent, and we got we got good stuff with Russell was very helpful. So again, another fan out here in the wild. By the way, yeah, um, off road driving at night in the outback was spectacular. That was pretty that was awesome. Really fun. He rented us these four wheel drive yeah. trucks. That and if have, it wasn't a stick mm-hmm. shift, I would have split that driving with you because oh. I really wanted to do it at the end. I'm like that looks really fun. Okay, <laughs> well let's address the stick shift thing real quick because um, because you're like Garrity is the only guy who can drive the stick shift. Yeah. I go, I, I can drive a stick. Because we needed to get a second truck to drive mm-hmm. the Outback. You're like, what a stupid thing. Why would you learn stick? It's like learning <laughs> Latin. And I'm like, you mean the thing that's now helping us drive around and shoot yeah. this movie? Yeah. Um, granted, 
um, Outback in Australia aside, yes, that is perfectly needed in Newman. <laughs> if you go to Newman, yeah, you need stick ships and one Subway restaurant where they moved a guy from Atlanta to manage it. How the fuck did that happen? You know what? I think that looks like one of those um, press gang kind of things. Like, he just walks out of the store in Atlanta. They knock him out, and he wakes up in Newman, and he has to manage the store there. <laughs> God. <laughs> You've been promoted. Yeah. What? Yeah. How, how is this? I don't remember from? how I got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and the sandwiches were like 10, 12 bucks each. Yeah. You got a lot of nerve charging yeah. that much money for Subway. Yeah. But it tasted great. We were hungry. <laughs> um, so we flew through Kuala Lumpur on Malaysian Airlines. Mm-hmm. Actually, we saw some movies on the plane, which we will be we talking about mm-hmm. um, in a little bit. And then we arrived in uh, in Tokyo, and Andrea Hope picked us up, which was yes. awesome. She was holding a sign that said earbuds, and then hashtag work at Japan, <laughs> which has now been the hashtag for yes. every post right. we've done for the last five <laughs> days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we met, and we got to this hotel. They let us check in early, which was amazing, because we had been traveling for... 26 hours 26 hours like yeah we were a filthy bunch of dirty americans <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so more so than andrea. usual yeah <laughs> yeah andrea she, she was, was very tolerant andrea. yes she was yes. sanai you got to meet us after we had cleaned up mm-hmm. um very lucky yes <laughs> <laughs> so then we filmed um meeting sanai for the very first time yeah and what was that like sanai for you um I don't... It still feels like a dream. Really? <laughs> yeah. How so? Just till the very last minute, I didn't think you guys would make it. I mean, not that airplane would, you know, crash or anything. That, um, we wouldn't be able to work out the trip. Right. Well, it was Malaysian right. Airlines, so yes. we could well, yeah, have disappeared. Well, <laughs> and we had to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> but just didn't think it would happen. Well, you, we uh, I mean, kind of had the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, we did. We were able to pull this together pretty much at the last minute, and we were able to do it. Yeah. we got to thank Squarespace mm-hmm. for helping us out with that, too. Thank were... you, Squarespace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Create your own website, 10% off. Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. Squarespace. Squarespace. So, yeah, then we got here, which was fun. And then then we went to dinner. We all went to dinner, and then at this place that what do you call that kind of restaurant we ate at where like we a Japanese pub izakaya yeah where you take your shoes off and then you sit like kind of down in it was the perfect place to have the first meal in Japan mm-hmm. because it was um, it was so amazing but it was also like it was very traditional right so it felt like we got to kind of experience everything mm-hmm. but the food was great and really but, even like, the squid yeah well I didn't try the squid there's a couple things I avoided (laughs) granted but uh, everything that I ate that I put in my mouth was excellent and uh, the sake too like I had never had sake before so um, and it was amazing it was smooth it was just really good so you had a couple wines and sakes too right (laughs) (laughs) no I didn't I I remember too it's uh, because the service is different too where uh, you know you get your own room to eat and then I think at one point, Graham and I said, I won't wait till the waiter comes back and go, you don't wait for a waiter. We have a button. And you just hit the button <laughs> yeah. and he shows up. <laughs> That's right. That was great. Uh, and then we rented a karaoke room because we were in Japan. We had to do that, mm-hmm. which was great. And it's a big chain out here, too. Yeah, Big Echo. Yeah. Big Echo, yeah. Big Echo. Um, big Echo. Big Echo. And you and Andrea, what song did you guys sing? It's a theme song uh, to a cartoon. Uh, 
first Gatama. it was it was Battle of the Planets, the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been translated. Oh yeah, okay. or G Force. I think yeah. it was called. It might have been G Force. I think it was G Force. G Force. Yeah, yeah. Gatama. Can you sing some of that now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that yeah. was really cool. Um, everybody did some great tunes. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesse, one of our cameramen, did an amazing Joe Cocker. It was impressive. That was, that was impressive. That was good. <laughs> it was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sat, Then Friday we w- started raining. It was raining. <laughs> and it hasn't stopped. Until today. Yeah. Today it's been mm-hmm. sunny. I walked yeah. around all day today. It's been beautiful. It stopped yesterday, actually, in the middle, mm-hmm. middle of uh, the Big Buddha. So yeah, then we then we shot. We were running around trying to find a location to shoot tonight. Now this hotel is right near this beautiful temple. Yeah, several temples and shrines, and we got chased off of this one shrine. Um, and then we were looking for a place to shoot outside, but in the rain, so where the Sinai and the cameras could be covered. Right. So we found this location in the back. So it was quite a challenge. So not only did we have to find areas where the camera. And Sinai would be covered, but we also had to find a place where we wouldn't get chased out of, too. <laughs> it so was all these factors had to come together for us right. to get the interview. And then we we actually found this beautiful place, and the rain actually, I thought, played into it nicely. It was sort of this nice rain. It was very green and lush in the back of that shrine, mm-hmm. uh, and it was really cool. And um, I thought you had I thought you had a lot of really great stuff to say, Sinai. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you worried about? I don't really remember what I said. Really? Yeah. Well, we have it all on tape. So yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll play it back for you. Okay. Refresh my memory. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really it was really cool. So let's talk about some of the places we actually saw. <laughs> yeah, we saw then then what we do Saturday night? Did we do something Saturday night? Or where did we go Saturday? Saturday we did. Um, the Ghibli yeah. Museum. Oh, the yeah. Ghibli Museum. That was really cool. Amazing, amazing. I Andy was, Utek took us to that. Yeah. And it, I love the kind of speakeasy feel of it where you can't buy tickets there. Andy had to get them in advance. He said it wasn't easy and because they sell out, too, and they have to go at a certain time. They make it so you really want to have to go to mm-hmm. be able to go, and mm-hmm. it was so much fun. You, know, you couldn't take photography or video inside, but we got some stuff outside. We got the... Uh, uh, I put it on Facebook, the robot from um, Laputa, Castle in the Sky. Mm-hmm. and But the whole museum, it was small, but it was amazing just to see the process, the animation process, everything from the stills to the rotoscoping of the characters mm-hmm. and the animation. And then you got to see an exclusive short film that they only have at the museum. And granted, it was in Japanese, but I understood it. Yeah, I knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was great. It was it was one of those kind of hidden gems. I think I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people know about it. Right. But if you ever come to Japan and Tokyo, you have to go. It's great. What was the name of the the area or neighborhood that it was in? Mitaka. Mitaka. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, that was really cool. And then uh, so yesterday we were in Konagawa, which is the how would you describe it? It's south of Tokyo. By uh, it's a port town, Yokohama, Konagawa. It's by the sea. <laughs> but what are like? How would you describe? As you explained it to me, it's like at all these sort of shrines and temples and samurai. Oh, you mean Kamakura? Kamakura, yeah, yeah. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kind of goes. I I'm sorry. I always get those mixed I'm up. I was thinking, well, I th- he must have gone somewhere else. Yeah, I'm I like, just <laughs> want you to name various areas. Um, Kamakura. Kamakura. Yeah. Kamakura was um, that's the place where the first samurai became shogun. Mm-hmm. 
Buddhism was founded in 1192 and the first shogun like sort of promoted the um, rise of Zen sect in Buddhism so there are a lot of Zen temples in the area which we couldn't really see but I think Hase oh, no, we didn't go did we? We went to that. We didn't go to temples. Well, we went to the one. The Shinto. We went to the Shinto Shinto temple in Kamakura. Then we went to the big Buddha. And what, when um, Andy described it to me, he's like, Kamakura is beautiful. You get the big Buddha. You get the temple. And it's also known for snacks. And then I emailed Mm -hmm. back, snacks? What do you mean? It's like literally there's snack stands Mm -hmm. everywhere. And uh, what's funny is when you get (laughs) off the train to go to the big Buddha, you could literally eat your way to the big Buddha. Right. There's like a snack place every like five, you know, feet. There's like, okay, well this one's ice cream. This right. is like, you know, pancakes is with uh, bean paste. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, it's, it's all, it's literally every single yeah. couple of feet, there's like somewhere to eat. And then, and they're all packed too. They're all packed. And then people go up to the, uh, the I was Buddha. excited for the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. I was really happy for the snacks. Also, well, well, it was fascinating. It was really amazing. We didn't go in. No, we didn't. We didn't have time. Yeah, and uh, near the shrine, there's a back street where it's Mm. just snack sand street. Really? It's just everything. Yeah. Because we did, uh, that one temple, we got the grapes covered in grape candy. That was really good. good. Natalie got those for us. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And and Sanai made rice balls for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, with bacon except for yours. Yes. (laughs) Sanai's has been craft service for this Mm -hmm. crew. Is uh, my name going to be like Tokyo Unit? Yes, you're yes, going to be in Tokyo charge Craft of Services. Tokyo Unit Craft Services, <laughs> and, and uh, Natalie will be Umbrella Unit. She's, yeah. She was she's <laughs> an umbrella <laughs> wrangler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andrea's going to be a translator and coordinator. Cor- yes. Translator, <laughs> Transpo. transportation, transportation, and location coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Andy will be a location coordinator too because mm-hmm. that place where we shot his family. <laughs> Um, it's been unbelievable. The Tokyo Drift co- crew. It, it really, been. it really feels like we've been here like two months. All the places it we've does. been to and, and seen. Um, I would love to go to Konagawa for like several no, days. Kamakura. Kamakura. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> well, maybe you know. want to go to Kamakura. Kamakura is in the, in the prefecture called Kama- Kanagawa. All right, that's why. I'd actually that's like right. to go to every place we went to, but have more time. Yeah, in each we're just one. running around with camera gear, getting yeah. shots. I'd love to just the go. The craziest there as a thing is that we actually we were at the place with the big Buddha interviewing mm-hmm. uh, Natsue, right? And uh, we got recognized. Somebody right. came and said, "Hey, Graham." <laughs> yeah, look on your face. I was like, I, was like, I, couldn't oh, believe I thought I was in trouble because yeah, like, yeah. we were shooting at this giant Buddha and we were just some kind of Jap- form of Japanese CIA yeah, you where know, just showed up and knew your name had your papers in his hand I was like <laughs> because we wanted to shoot uh, Natalie's uh, interview with the big Buddha behind her but I was like Man, there's so much foot track. There's all these people. Are we going to get chased off? And then we we're like, oh, let's just find this corner and do it. And we're like, let's just do it. Nobody bugged us. No. Nobody cared. Although a lot of the locals came by and you could hear them mutter, American camera crew. American, American, American TV television. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we got recognized. Somebody uh, recognized you and then came over and then went, hi, Chris. And then yeah. like, they literally recognized this us. This guy, Chris, who's like, I saw you and Doug Benson in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah. Like, what? And why are you... The, Why are you here? At the Big Buddha. Yeah. Um, so, was, yeah. Uh, him and his wife uh, are English teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the, it, was, it, was, it was such a beautiful day. And then we went to uh, the robot restaurant, <laughs> which is the craziest thing that's ever been invented by anything. By far, 
the craziest thing I've ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, took Cirque du Soleil and Vegas. And the um, Disney Electric Light Parade. Oh, electric yeah, Light Parade. And put them all together. No, no. Put them in a computer yeah. that's fueled by LSD yeah. that's shot out of a laser uh, of an yeah. autistic child. <laughs> autistic child's robot brain. That is the what that's may, what you, that's, maybe. That's maybe. getting close. It's getting close. Because, it makes like, no sense. You, it's madness. You the made, whole you made a madness. great point, Mike. It starts off kind of crazy. It's like a bunch of scantily clad girls doing drumming. Right. Mm-hmm. Half of them are blonde. Half of them are brunette. They're segregated. They're like doodling du- on They're, these yeah, movable on the drums. Yeah. And stages. everything's in remote control. Moves back and forth. And uh, as it progresses, like, well, that's kind of crazy. And yeah. then it gets crazier. There's like a battle between robots and like primitive natives. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, they tried. They had some weird story. All of a sudden it stops and then you hear this... In a land and, far away. Yeah, yeah, you get a little story. <laughs> You're like, what? I remember you cracking. I could yeah. not. I was laughing. Yeah. When the when the the battle in the jungle that then suddenly became an ocean, and yeah. there's like and there's a shark. There's shark. a yeah. shark, and there's like a a woman on a robot gunship. Yeah. And then who's gonna defeat her? Three girls in blonde wigs on a huge thirty foot snake. Yeah, like, and it was like it was a dive because I was laughing when that ended, and then the final battle ended, uh-huh. and then the the robot lounge act comes out. Oh, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's right. not people listening are like, oh, Graham's just making this up yeah. as he goes oh, along. No, no, no. no I could not stop laughing, and I started yelling, "Do it for Mother Russia!" Yeah, because it added to the nonsensical. <laughs> like, whose brain came up the with that? The other thing too, what was fascinating, is that it didn't have a lot of space. You're like in this tiny little basement, I and there, that giant parade floats are like mm-hmm. going by. And I think it really kicked in when the robot rave kicked in. When they have these <laughs> giant robots and the robots, everything's dancing and moving. I'm like, oh my God. And then the robot clown, who spent a fair amount of time in my corner. And we were just, uh, uh, it was oh, like yeah. literally right next to me. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It was just a big robot with like a, a clown wig. And it, was, and it was on roller skates. And it would go around, mm-hmm. get the crowd pumped up. And it was absolutely I couldn't stop fantastic. yelling. I just was going, ah! <laughs> like you'd see something, I jumped out of my yeah. chair because it was. Then there was like women on like a robot light ship that flew around. Yeah. yeah. Well, that it, was it, like no, it was no. It well, was they insane. stopped. They stopped the show, and then we could take pictures with the robots. We got a couple yeah. pictures. I'm like, oh, well, it must be over. Then they bring another. There's like another act after that. Then they're like on this giant airplane that's uh, all lit up, and then that goes <laughs> over your head. It's, it was amazing. It, it, uh, I could see why Andrea wanted to see it three times. She was yeah. like, yes. you guys got to come to this. Yeah. We're like, okay. And we were, we were running late, too. And uh, she was like, I'll go and get the tickets. And it's like, she's like, look, I'm getting excited. I'm going to go and get go. the We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Right we're we're and, like, okay. um, you know, for... Uh, and it's funny to watch her. I'm like, oh, I didn't think she could move that fast. She literally ran <laughs> she through the city and like, and like, fast. like a sprinter, like, a, like she was, she was first. Well, we saw I'll her, say this. but we saw her, and then she disappeared. She disappeared. She was gone. Well, at one point before that, she started running, and you ran up to catch her. And Garrity was behind me, our DP, and he goes, yeah. "Wow, I didn't know Chris could run." Yeah, <laughs> and I doubled over laughing in the subway station. I was laughing so hard at that remark. <laughs> Yes, I can run. <laughs> Not as fast as Andrea. She was really fast. She took off, man. I was just like, oh, wow. And then we get in there, 
Uh, yeah, it was. The, if you're ever in Tokyo, you have to. And I honestly think you should try to do Big Buddha and Robot Restaurant in, in the, the same, same day, day. <laughs> just to see that that's the spectrum of mm-hmm. Japan. This 800 year old Buddha. It's this tranquil, beautiful. You can place. go inside it too. You can walk inside of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything that's about Japan and Asia, and then just <laughs> just it's insanity. I know. I'm so proud of being Japanese right now. You should be. <laughs> this is the most fantastically insane place I've ever been. Good. Like, it's I, lo- I love this place. Good. Are you going to talk about Maid Cafe? Oh, yeah, and the Maid Cafe. <laughs> oh, my God. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Graham wasn't with us, but the crew and I went to a Maid Cafe. Not one, two. First, we went to the first one, and uh, Sanaya was like asking her friends, like, what's the best Maid Cafe to go to? And they got one. We got there. It's very quiet. It's very tranquil. It's like a library. You could check mm-hmm. out manga. And we didn't really know what it was, and like, because you have to pay money just to sit there for an hour. Right. And all the maids, everyone's dressed as maids, and they all they're characters. That each maid is a different character with different stats. They show you the book with all the different <laughs> right. stats of each maid, and the skills. Uh, yeah, the skills. skills. And uh, you see the regulars that kind of come and converse with the maids, and realize right. it's like a whole role playing right. thing. Because you also see not just the maid role play, but then the customer role play mm-hmm. too, like. Like, I'm going to ignore you. You're like, oh, master, no, you have to talk. And it was so amazing to see, like, something that is very, very Japanese. You won't see that in every country, the maid cafe. So it was pretty quiet. I'm like, oh, I was kind of expecting it to be a little louder. And uh, and then tonight goes, well, this is like the quiet ones. You know, the tourists go to the loud ones. I said, well... No, no, no! I want to go to the loudest, dumbest one. That's and then the old group goes, "Yeah, we. That's where we want to we go want to. to. Yeah, loud and dumb. That's I yeah, think loud and dumb. That's we really need, what we're we looking need loud for. And dumb. So when we found it, we went to the next one, yes. and uh, it was so much fun. It they, was uh, so much fun to see your faces lit up. Oh yeah, it was absolutely hysterical. Because you go in, you look at the regulars, the maids come over, they talk to you, they converse, and then. Um, Sanai's drink got cursed by fairies because oh, it was wrong, and then yeah, she kept a lot. kept calling uh, Sanai princess and apologizing. Yeah, she told <laughs> and, me I was a forgiving princess. Yeah, that's very <laughs> forgiving. That's good. And they yeah. um, they bring like the cappuccino over to you, and we had mocha cappuccinos, and then they draw little pictures in the foam for you. You pick which animal you want, <laughs> and you go and, Yeah, and then you go <laughs> and uh, yeah, they come over, and then you pick which maid you want to have a picture with. So then they bring sure. you up on the stage, and you each. <laughs> get a uh, picture with the maid yeah, of course so it was money well spent <laughs> and you get a little card at the end so you could level up the more you go and right. then you like your status improves we're like bronze master yes. right now but mm-hmm. we can be silver we could be silver we're masters like and, time. Well, these are goals now to all of yeah. us to have and want to achieve mm-hmm. um all right so, mwah. Mwah. <laughs> mwah. all right Got a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. Trunkclub.com. Now, you can get to Trunk Club uh, right from our website. There's a uh, there's a banner ad. Um, yeah, so if you go to comedyfilmnerds.com and uh, click on the Trunk Club banner ad, you can go right to them, which they are they're amazing. Um, as I said, I think when I was at their, their location in Chicago. Oh, yeah, you actually got to see their store. It's amazing. Um, I think there's only two or three of them in the country. I think it's like Chicago yeah. and maybe Dallas or D.C. Now, they're, it's four men. They are higher-end clothes, and you get your own uh, stylist, which is fantastic. They literally send you a trunk of clothes. You check it out, but they already... 
um, have talked to you, so they know kind of what you like mm-hmm. and what you're interested in. But then they'll say, well, why don't you try this? We'll see if you like it. They they experiment, too, and see what you like. But in the best way. Like, they don't, right, they right. don't like, give you some crazy outfit. Yeah, they're that, not like, going to send clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you specifically said, you know, I really like wearing clown shoes. I really like shoes. clown shoes. High-end clown shoes. Um, I'm, I'm on walking the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like I said to him, I said to the the Alexis my stylist and, mm-hmm. and Alyssa who works in the marketing part when I went to visit them I was like you guys are like it's the best version of and because sometimes a girlfriend will like well how come you don't want to wear the thing I suggested or whatever and you're like <laughs> like so it's like a thing they're just like try this and if you don't like it that's cool. they don't get mad no if they you don't, don't like get what they, mad what they, they put in your trunk don't get mad <laughs> so what you do is you get the trunk it's all free the shipping's all free mm-hmm. and then you have 10 days to decide what you want and what you don't want and you keep what you want and you send the rest back again shipping is paid both ways mm-hmm. and then they just charge your credit card for what you want now it is a little more expensive because it's higher end clothes so, but it's really, uh, it's nice stuff. And I got to say, it fits really well. The, everything is, yeah. <laughs> I wore a shirt the other night. I went out to dinner with my buddy, uh, Peter, Pete Tigzinski, mm-hmm. who lives in uh, Hong Kong, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And um, I wore one of the Trunk Club shirts. It's amazing. It fits me. It's the best shirt that's ever fit me. And then when I went to their place in Chicago, they did it so bright. You get in there. I mean, I don't drink, but they've got a bar, so they're giving you free drinks. Mm-hmm. Then you hang out. They they set it up. It's like a guy's hangout. It's like a pool hall or a cigar bar or something where you hang out and try on nice clothes. Right. And just to add, too, I hate shopping for clothes, so it makes it even easier. Yeah, I hate shopping they, for yeah, clothes. they send it to your house. She was saying that they have bachelor parties come up. I was like, that's an really? amazing that's bachelor idea. party. Yeah. Just come and try on clothes and goof off with your dumb buddies. Like, yeah. And they they were like, Graham, try this. And I put on this one buttoned up collared shirt, which I never wear collared shirts. Mm. It's awesome. And I wore it out in Chicago. I went to a blues bar and I'm like, all right, I like this shirt. <laughs> Mission successful. I mean, they did it. They did it. They got. I'm a, I'm a convert. So so go to... Uh, Trunkclub.com. Trunkclub.com, you guys. And uh, trunk it, club yeah, it. and uh, clothe it up. <laughs> clothe it up. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some movies now. Sinai. Yes. You hi. said hi, hi. You said you saw this some Chinese movie or called Drug War. Drug War. What's that about? Drug War. <laughs> <laughs> it really is about drug war. So, um. But you said it's yakuza. A Chinese. Chinese, uh, Chinese. What are they? What is the organized crime called in China? It's like they have like dragon clans, or they have like clans. Is it here? A drug cartel boss who is arrested right. in a raid is coerced into betraying his former accomplices as part of an undercover operation. Johnny Toe is the director. I like Johnny Toe. It's just there's a lot of shooting in the end for about twelve minutes. I liked it. What do you like about Johnny Toe? Just violence. <laughs> you can violence. direct violence compellingly. Oh my god, I sound like a horrible person. But yeah, yeah. Well, you... I always liked the Hong Kong movie to start with. So, so. Why? Did you grow what? up watching them? Yes. I grew up watching Jackie Chan movies. So hmm. That was huge when I was growing up. So There was like a lot of like fan clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if we'll get drug war in the States. That's, uh, you think it'll come out? Well, maybe. It came out in 2012. Um, but you know what happens with a lot of these Hong Kong films? We'll get them a year or two later. 
you know, right like, straight to DVD. Well, yeah, straight to mm-hmm. DVD or you know, Rick Myers is the guy to ask. Yeah, yeah, we'll ask him if it's coming. I love it. The episode is on the. Oh, we're going to do another one coming up yeah. next month. We're going to Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, actually, we haven't announced that yet. Yeah, we're going to be on the uh, Kung Fu Extravaganza yeah, well, at Comic-Con come, next Come to Comic-Con, you guys, mm-hmm. July. July, what is it, 24, 25, or 25? Uh, in July. Late July. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly. Whatever um, Comic-Con is, we'll be on that Thursday. Yeah, if you guys go to the Comic-Con and... Um, Look for. We got to get back to the states before we can look at the schedule again. We don't know what. We're <laughs> we don't know going. what's we don't going know on. What, I feel like this has been so amazing, but I just feel like I am completely out of touch. Like I haven't seen any movies. We're literally in another world. I missed my brother's birthday. It was yesterday, I think, yeah. or two days ago. <laughs> well, for the time change, it might still be today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's his floating yeah. birthday. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this because we were talking about it earlier in the weekend. Um, why? how you came to like like samurai movies and hong kong movies and all that oh hong kong movies i grew up watching them because they were on tv all the time everything was dubbed in japanese but um like um fridays and saturdays you get like late night movie time and you get jackie chan i don't know what the title is in english but there's one that's the more drunk you get, the stronger you get. Drunken Master. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. So I grew up watching. There was a bunch of those movies. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I think I've seen them all because they were always on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, samurai movies, my father is into samurai a lot. He mm-hmm. likes the novels. He likes reading about samurais. He likes watching samurai movies. He loves Kurosawa. So, um, and because we weren't allowed to watch movie, uh, TV when we were growing up that much, the only TV we get is what they're watching. There's a lot of Kurosawa, so. Well, The Seven Samurai is the... I think I saw it when I was like seven or something. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-year-olds love three-and-a-half-hour samurai yeah. films. That was... That was oh, that, good. and that movie's been remade so many times, like in different mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. itinerations, especially in American films. I mean, it's everything from uh, uh, westerns mm-hmm. we've had um, to uh, A Bug's Life is really Seven Samurai when you look at it. Wow! Pretty yeah, much. <laughs> yeah. Much, yeah. Well, let me ask you this tonight: What is your favorite Kurosawa film? Is it Seven Samurai or no? It's uh, Tsubaki Sanjuro. Really. Which yeah. one is that? <laughs> Does it have a? Do we know it by a different title? Sanjuro Tsubaki San. Oh, what's it called? Bucky Sanjuro. Bucky 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 Sanjuro. Tsubaki Sanjuro. Wait, how am I spelling Kurosawa? Kurosawa. Yeah, that's right. No, Kudo. Well, I will say while while you're looking at that, I'll tell you one of my favorite samurai movies, and it it was one that caught me off guard because it didn't have a lot of fighting in it, mm-hmm. but it went through kind of the the um, the hierarchy of the different samurais was Twilight Samurai. I absolutely loved that movie, and uh, it was interesting where you have all these different um rules and expectations of the different samurai and yeah. depending on their status and mm-hmm. how rich they were and how mm-hmm. poor they were 
um, but also how they were literally treated like, well, you're just you're just another samurai. I need you to kill that guy. But he's a friend of mine. It doesn't matter. Your emperor says you got to kill that guy. You got to kill that guy. Mm-hmm. And why are you even questioning what we're right. telling you? And the only reason he was picked was because he knew how to use a short sword. Because the guy was in a house. And it was like, well, if you know how to use a short sword, you have to go kill him for right. us. So it was a fascinating story. The thing I liked about Twilight Samurai, and we were talking about this because you were telling us the other day, is, and, I, and I wasn't quite aware of this, but it's, it made more sense after our conversation about how in the samurai culture, rice was how they were paid. Mm-hmm. So how, explain that. How? Oh, um, the measurement of how rich you are as a samurai was by the rice, by how many bags of rice you get from the shogun. Mm-hmm. So, um, either your Graham's samurai of 32 rice bags, Chris's samurai of 34, you know. What, wait, why does he get two more? You know what I mean? That's his bullshit. Because <laughs> I like more. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, two bags more. <laughs> Hashtag two bags yeah. more. That's what this episode is. Rice, work it. <laughs> Hashtag rice. Hashtag work it. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> rice work it two more. Um, well, yeah, I'm doing this episode under protest. If I'm yeah. getting two less bags, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go on a hunger strike. Um, well, next time, kill the other samurai that the shogun tells you to kill. Yeah, maybe, then, uh, maybe no back talk. <laughs> maybe I stop, stop getting so yappy with the shogun. Yeah. Maybe you got a couple more bags yeah, of yeah, rice. Yeah. You ever think about that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, maybe under your pillow. Maybe next time, <laughs> the rice fairy will <laughs> deliver those extra two bags. <laughs> So it's the same one that hooked up her drink at yeah. the main cafe. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the the. But now, how did they earn currency though? If you're being paid uh, in rice, like then, how does the currency um, work? That kind of slips. Um, I think they um. They sold the rice. Oh, okay. Either that or the. Oh, I think it was paid by rice. Uh, maybe I'm not saying it right. Rick Myers might get really upset. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know it's. I know that it was um, measured by how many bags of rice sure. you get. Mm-hmm. I don't think also in money. Maybe <laughs> maybe it was a mix mm-hmm. of like it's like maybe, having a salary or, and stock options. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe. like you get yeah, Chris. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly you know. <laughs> What was you the four hundred one k like for the yeah, samurai? For the samurai. Uh, so, you know, you, if you ago. invest two bags of rice, you know, in ten years, that so they did be... a, did they do a rice matching <laughs> yeah. program? Either that, or they paid everything by the rice. I don't remember. For some reason, it just slips my mind. I don't yeah. remember. But the richer samurais, they cap out, and they had, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, getting back to Twilight Samurai, which I thought was an amazing film. Um, uh, it did really talk about. It really got into the hierarchy and how he was sort of a lower. He was very low, very low samurai, and and it was a love story too. Yeah, it was, it was a, love, a really good love really story too. Love story. The the movie you're talking about, the at least how we know it in the stage is Sanjuro is the Sanjuro. Um, Does that have a different came title? Came out in 1962. 1962, oh um, <laughs> and this is a, a crafty samurai helps a young man and his fellow clansmen save uh, his uncle who's been framed. Uh, this is another Kurosawa film, and of course it stars... Framed and kidnapped, I think. Toshiro... And so, Yeah? Yeah. And it's starring uh, Toshiro Mifune? Toshiro Mifune. Mifune Toshiro. Yeah. Toshiro Mifune. <laughs> he is like... In... Doesn't he work with Kurosawa? He was a in a lot, of his, a lot um, of his movies. A lot of his movies. 
and he, you know this is just well, go into why specifically you like Sanjiro the best out of Kurosawa's work well it's very it's a it's a comedy but then it's not a comedy mm-hmm. and um I don't want to spoil it too much but uh um it's just it's a comedy in the form of samurai, but then you get a lot of samurai mentality and like rules and what they mm-hmm. honor and what they don't honor. And in the end, the uncle rescued says, um, really good sword is kept in the seat. Mm-hmm. And he says to Sanjiro, but you're not. So I can't hire you. And Sanjiro just leaves. And I just, I love that. You know, that's how it ends, and I love it. And he goes, yeah, well, I can't stay in the seat. And he just leaves, and I love it. Wow, that's Sanjiro is like a total stranger to the whole clansman and, and the young young man, but he somewhat got pulled into it and, like, really did a lot to help him rescue this uncle. Mm-hmm. But it's just, the uncle is like this old man who's not even... It doesn't look sharp at all, but he goes, well, they, they've they asked me to hire you, but I can't. You're too sharp. You're like sword without a seat. When you say seat, you mean like a sheath? Sheath. Sheath. Okay. Yeah. Saya. Saya. Katana and saya. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's the, the, the old... The, the samurai saying, victory comes with the sword still, still in the scabbard. The scabbard yeah. um, which is awesome. Uh, this this type of stuff because Kurosawa I'm trying to think now there was an amazing documentary that came out maybe 10 years ago about Kurosawa god you guys I can't remember the name of it Um, let's do this Uh, but anyway in that documentary they talk to um, god where is that (laughs) Miscellaneous. Well, while you're looking Let's for that, self. Okay. I'll tell the fans that if you want to see where the inspiration for the original Star Wars mm-hmm. came from, was yes. Kurosawa's movie The Hidden Fortress. Hidden mm-hmm. Fortress yeah. And it was everything from you could see where R2D2 and C3PO were born to there's actually, uh, it almost looks like a lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to check out Hidden Fortress, you can see George Lucas's. Uh, how he was inspired by that movie to make uh, Star Wars. Well, yeah, I mean, Star Wars was, uh, you know, Yoda is Buddha. Um, the Jedi Yoda are... Yoda is Buddha. Huh? <laughs> okay. And uh, the samurai, you know, Jedi are samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, until he added that midichlorine bullshit mm-hmm. in the prequels. <laughs> until they're uh, biologically determined to be oh, Jedi. Oh, so it's not just about unlocking the greatness within you, just you gotta have a... And how we're all connected. No, you have more bacteria in you Sorry. than somebody oh. else. <laughs> Your cell count makes you an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but let's, uh, you want to talk about some movies we saw? On the plane. On the plane. Okay. Um, so I saw The Lady, um, which is about... Uh, first, it stars Michelle Yeoh. Uh, oh. Oh, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yes. Mm, it is. It, it's a beautiful film. It came out in 2011. It's about um, the, the true story of Aang San Suu Kyi. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Burma's... Um, mm-hmm. She was leading the right. democracy movement in right. Burma. She was like under house arrest for 10 right. years or whatever. Uh, Luke, and and yeah, it's like 
15 or 20 yeah, or something. A long time. Luc Besson directed it. Okay. Um, and it's got amazing performances by uh, her, obviously, but also, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, David the Willis, um, who, you know, he was in Harry Potter. He was in, uh, he, you know, Notting Hill. Like, he's been in a, he's this, like, kind of English character actor, and he plays her mm-hmm. husband. Yeah, because she was married to British guy. Yeah, she was married to a British guy who was like an Oxford professor. Mm-hmm. So he's playing this guy that's considerably older. Um, and so it's amazing makeup. And Michelle Yeoh, for me personally, and I think maybe a lot of American audiences, this is the only, the first movie I've ever seen her not be an action star. Oh. You know, I'm sure she's, I'm, you know, she's got a huge career in China. So I'm mm-hmm. sure she's done a lot of like right. drama and stuff. But we in America haven't seen much of right. it. We've only seen her as the action star, which she's great at. And of course, obviously, she's, as she's getting older, it's it's hard to to do all that stuff. But this movie is one of those things you're watching it on a plane, going, "How is this in a on a plane?" Like you know, mm-hmm. like I think it got a very limited release in the states when it came out Aww. a couple years ago. But it is really worth tracking down mm-hmm. and seeing because hey, first of all, the story, this actual story of this woman and what is going on in Burma. Um, is is impressive, right. and then these performances by by her and 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 David Twillis are really right. are really compelling, right. and just what they because knowing it's a true story, mm-hmm. he's in England, she's in Burma, they're trying to raise kids. It's just, and she came back to Burma, even though a lot of people said don't don't come back. Mm, interesting. Yeah, her because mother got was, sick. Yeah, because it was her country, and she wanted to return. Because her father was leading the democracy right. movement, and then he got killed, and wow. so the family was sort of right. like the because it's a military dictator who's mm-hmm. running the country, and so he just kind of like that family is bad, you know, right. and so and the shit that that kind of that those governments pull and all the like I remember just hearing about it in the news mm-hmm. in terms of like the, from the U.S. vantage point of like Amer- some Americans trying to get international pressure on the Burmese government and so this is a really like a human look at what that was and what that would be like Mm -hmm. to go through that and the sacrifice that this woman made Mm -hmm. for her country Mm -hmm. and it's it's an amazing film it's really worth tracking down and checking out great so so I would look into that and um and I saw Grand Budapest Hotel now I felt like I'm the last person to see this movie (laughs) everyone else has already seen it and I was so glad I caught it on the airplane now, I, I loved it. I thought it was really fun and fantastic. I liked the way that Wes Anderson kind of took a fantastical tone to it. Like, this is, you know, it's not a real place. It's not a real hotel. But it's it's not even a real war or anything. They're just kind of um, places that everything from uh, the colors in the film to the locations and um, the acting, it just had this kind of faraway place. But it's such a fine line between this is familiar, but it's also different. It doesn't, And it was great. It was... Um, uh, the acting was great. The story was really fun. It was one of his lighter films. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call this the heavier mm-hmm. Wes Anderson mm-hmm. film. But it was... The thing I liked about it is... And you make this point sometimes, too. He didn't try to be Wes Anderson-y in this movie. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, this is all the stuff I do in my movies. and Because as a director, he's hit or miss for me. And But the movies I've liked, I've really liked. And this is the one I really liked. Mm-hmm. I think this one, Moonrise Kingdom, and then one that people don't seem to like as much is um, Darjeeling Limited, I really mm-hmm. liked. Um, so definitely check this out if you haven't. It's really worth seeing. Um, it's fun. It's funny. Ralph Fiennes does an amazing job. And uh, 
everything from the supporting characters just to the the story and it has a, a fantastic cast and it, it's one of those great kind of like you could kind of describe it as like an adult fairy tale it's got like mm-hmm. all those elements of mm-hmm. like a children's fairy tale but right. it's like an adult story but it has the you know colorful characters mm-hmm. it's got you know grandiose sets that pretty much are like castles and you know you have um royalty you have all those things um in different um measures so it was a really fun light film it was a great movie to actually see on a plane although mm-hmm. it's a movie that i want to see again to see it like on a bigger screen and yeah. hear the audio better and and all that stuff so i'll probably check it out again but it's it's worth your time did you get a chance to see this Sanai? it just came out in <laughs> japan three days ago <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the spoiler <laughs> um what, do you like wes anderson oh yeah what are your favorite wes anderson movies um the royal tenenbaums yeah why? I just, there's no why to Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I gotta agree with that too. Yeah, like there's a, no why. No, mm-hmm. like why do you like it? It just if you like it, you do. Mm-hmm. You don't, Either you resonates don't. with you or <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, and each one is different. Right, and I really like the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene in the Royal Tenenbaums. Well, there's so many good scenes in Royal Tenenbaums um, where. Uh, spoiler alert! Um, where well, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many. Gene Hackman, I think, is oh yeah, he's, he's what does it for me in there. Amazing. When he's calling the uh, Ben Stiller's kids, you know, and he's calling us like, so what are you guys doing this afternoon? Well, we have karate lessons. He goes, I'm not. We got we have karate class. He goes, I'm not talking about dance lessons. I'm talking about throwing a brick through the other guy's windshield. I'm talking about getting it out and cutting it up. <laughs> it's just like I love that. And then when he another spoiler, this is a big spoiler alert. Um, when he fakes having cancer mm-hmm. and Danny Glover right. calls him on it and everyone is all in the room and they catch him and they all right. realize it and he gets up and goes, ah, I guess I'm going to be the bad guy on this one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> like, it's so natural in that movie. So, he's so great. Um, he's so great. Uh, my favorite Wes Anderson movie, I think by far, has got to be Rushmore. Because mm-hmm. oh. I just, that movie... Well, that's kind of what put him on the map, too. Mm-hmm. That's the one that really, like, oh, okay. I mean, Battle Rocket, not as many people knew about. Rushmore is the one that right. mm-hmm. kind of broke out. Because Bottle him. Rocket was like, whatever, they made that movie. Right. It was based on a short. They made it for right. Oh, and Fantastic Mr. Fox is really good, mm-hmm. too. I think lately, though, I think Moonrise Kingdom and, and Budapest Hotel have just been, like, I don't know. Like, he had a couple misses in there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but these last two, I, I loved Moonrise Kingdom. I liked it, too. Yeah, I, yeah, it I thought too. it was great. And this Budapest, like, F. Murray Abram, just like you said, mm-hmm. the supporting cast. Yeah. He's, great. He's amazing. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. You'll love it. <laughs> you'll love it tonight. I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. It just came out three days ago. So you got to go see it. Once we leave, because we've basically Once, abducted you. Yeah. <laughs> we get rid of you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You mean we're going to get deported? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, real quick. I know we had some such, you know, we had some a custom scare getting into Australia, which we talked about in the yes. last episode with uh-huh. CJ. And so we we're all like, <laughs> all right, we got it. We got it. What's our plan for Japan? Tokyo, we like, figure it out. country's really it's by the book. It's going to be much stricter. Yeah. Yeah. And they just <laughs> waved us in. Yep. No okay. trouble. <laughs> yeah. And because we're all like, we got to stay together. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I can talk us through it. And mm-hmm. they're like, nope, got to spread out separate lines. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they shit. literally spread us out. And then we all went through. Then we were trying to wait for each other. And like, nope, you got to keep Can't walking. Wait. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And I was just out there and I see Andrea with her sign. I'm like, ah. and I was, I wasn't as like, hey, excited. Cause uh-huh. I was like, 
oh no we're not all here yet oh no where is everybody and I'm like hey cool sign and then Garrity comes out Jesse comes out Dan comes out I'm like all right right, we're done I was like that was it no one got hung up and we actually had a PA meet us in Tokyo that's what was so yeah their friend Corey man this this guy because his mom is works for an airline yeah Works for an airline, so he flies for free. He goes, well, it wasn't free. I had to pay 300 bucks. I'm like, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, but for a first class. For a first ticket. class. I'm yeah, like, fuck yeah. you. That's $300 yeah, to that's fly free. first class. That's yeah. free. Mm-hmm. $300 for first class in the States yeah. is a great deal. So you didn't have to pay to check a bag either. Yeah, assholes. You got your hot towels. <laughs> I'm not that mad because I flip business class. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> business class. Business class. Yeah. Business class. <laughs> So so anyway, uh, yeah, that was cool. So the other movie that I saw on Mm -hmm. the, I think the the Kuala Lumpur to Tokyo leg, was a film that I was watching the, some of the guys were watching, I think on the, anyway, one of the Kiwanis flights to to Perth. It's called this documentary called Uncharted Waters, um, which is a shocker surf documentary. Mm. Uh, (laughs) I think you'd have seen them all by now. (laughs) Well... That was the thing that was so cool and why I love, you know, when you fly internationally is they'll put movies from whatever country, airline you're on, because you'll find some movie like this, which is about a documentary about this surf legend, Wayne Lynch, who I had never heard of personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it talks about his upbringing, um, like in the 60s and, you know, at age like 14, he was just blowing people away at surf competitions mm-hmm. and you know became this phenom in the late 60s as a teenager as a 16 17 18 year old guy and it was just like he was just doing stuff that was sort of just sort of transcendent like any of these sort of you know one wonder kids and then the vietnam war hits oh. and he's like nope and goes underground you know, and it's just such a compelling story of what he did, and also it's a really great. Is it now? Is this an Australian film? It's an Australian film because mm-hmm. he's an Australian surf legend. Okay. He grew up. Oh, yeah. He grew up in uh, in in Victoria, I think, southwestern coast, and so he talks a lot about in these. You know, because Australia is the size of North America, that but it has you know far less people, eighty percent or ninety yeah. percent fewer people than the states, and mm-hmm. so he was talking about going out to these crazy surf breaks that no one had ever surfed mm. and it was like all right yeah. and jumping off some cliff to paddle out yeah. i mean we were landing in newman we're looking there is nothing here and all I you see is planes nothing. and mountains and nothing when we were flying in to newman it's outback outback there's, there's not like roads like no Mm-mm. it's i was trying to like if you ever do the drive from like la to vegas and you get out into the desert in nevada mm. and there's nothing it's like that though but 70 percent country your 70 yeah. percent of your country is like that it's yeah. it's insane so um it talks about how how big and vast and 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 you know, not that densely populated Australia is and why that factor did not making him a great surfer is he went out to these crazy breaks that no one was surfing and was doing thing on his board. Anyway, it's a great documentary. I don't know where you'd find it. It's called Uncharted Waters and it's about uh surf legend Wayne Lynch. If you if you're an Australian listen to this, you might already know who he is. Um but it's a it's a and again it does that thing. You don't have to be a surf nut to like it. Um, it's a good doc, so I would uh, I would check that out. Yeah, we're doing we're doing solid. Um, 
All right. Well, I think that's our show. It's exciting. Two international shows. Back to back. And obviously, we've got plenty of announcements. The website got rebuilt. I mean, it's like not, you know, it's not like we bit off more than we could chew or anything doing all these (laughs) things at once. (laughs) We're still working on that. And also the... Who uh, the fuck's idea was it to come to these countries and do this movie? Was it mine? Uh, We think we'd share some responsibility Uh on that. Like every time something bad would happen, one of us would say Whose idea was this? And the crew would point to both of us. So um, we all want to mention too that the um, the summer movie preview 2014 is out dollar ninety nine uh, at the Comedy Film Nerds site. It will be on iTunes uh, later, but it's not there yet. So it's just a dollar ninety nine. You can download it. It is an MP three, um, so you can download it and then throw it right into iTunes yourself if you like. If you want to do that, buy it through mm-hmm. us. I, I, we will get it up on iTunes. That yeah. just is a lengthier process. It just takes a little more time. And we're we're have been jumping around continents. Yeah, um, there's that. Literally, there is that. There is that. Um, so uh, yeah, and of course, guys, you can you know the earbuds. We've been posting all these photos. So if you want to pre-order the movie, comedyfilmnerds.com. We have the twenty-five and fifty-dollar tiers, and also we have uh, a custom tier. If you want to just add you know anything you want, you could. We can emulate any of the Kickstarter tiers, mm-hmm. most of them anyway. Um, the other thing is someone emailed on Facebook just to let you guys know. He did a $50 tier but then changed his mind. He actually wants the $100 poster tier. If you want to up your tier, that's perfectly fine. Just go in and uh, to the Comedy Film Nerds site, add the extra money in the custom and put in the customer notes, hey, I already did the $50 tier. I want to up this to the um, like this tier. So that's fine. We can, we can, we can handle an upgrade. It's, but you guys, this film has been amazing. The stuff we've been shooting, the interviews we've been getting, the footage... It's going to be a great movie. I, I know we're biased, yeah, <laughs> but we're Very much we're uh, we're it's going to be it's going to be a great film. Um, I mean, we're, we weren't going to like we said at the beginning, we're not going to half-ass this. We're either mm-hmm. going to do it all the way correctly or not at all. And honestly, that's why we didn't ask for thirty grand. We yeah. could have gotten a couple interviews in L.A. and called it a movie. We didn't want to do that. No, this has been such an amazing experience. Um, just like for Chris and I as as, as a company, as, uh, as filmmakers, yeah. and just, you know, personally, I, you know, the stuff that, that we've been getting and seeing. It's been the experience of a lifetime. It really, it really it has. It really has. And it, honestly, the movie was like, it's obviously about the connection of podcasters and the fans. And we're living it. Yeah. We're in a hotel room looking at the Tokyo Tower with, you know, two fans here who have helped us immensely. Yeah. There's no way we could have made this movie. to run. We're running around Tokyo. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, we don't know <laughs> no, what no. we're doing. Everything's in Japanese. Like, there's there's no way. We got a film crew of, like, five, six guys lugging yeah. gear around, tra- changing trains. Yeah. And as soon as we, I have to say, as soon as we met, too, Sinai and Andrea and uh, Andy, it felt like we already knew them. It really was. It was the mm-hmm. same kind of feeling mm-hmm. that they say from listening to us. It really felt like, you know, literally, like, oh, we just met, but we feel like, you know, we feel like we've known you for a while, mm-hmm. and it's been great hanging out with them all week. Yeah, it's been a blast. We shoot well, all day. It's been great hanging out with you guys. <laughs> Domo. Domo. Arigatouzaimasu. <laughs> <laughs> I got a very good friend out of it, you know, and you guys got best crew. I mean, I, I, I have always been on this side of screen. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, films go, but mm-hmm. now I'm on the other side a little bit and got to learn quite a lot. Yeah, what B-roll means. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all I learned. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and sticks. And you guys have the best crew. They're all 
amazing. Mm-hmm. They're all amazing, really. Very hardworking. Mm-hmm. But I have never... I didn't see them complain even once. Mm-hmm. Even in the pouring rain, they mm-hmm. didn't... I had to tell them to stop smoking at a temple. But right. other than that... Other <laughs> being a bunch of 25-year-old yeah. yeah. Americans... <laughs> Dumb Americans. Yeah, dumb Americans. Like, <laughs> it's not like the Japanese do it anymore. They they've been doing a fantastic job. Yeah, they're great. great. And I I've, I've made a really hardworking guys, and especially Andrea. We connect so mm-hmm. much, and <laughs> you know, these guys. I don't know. <laughs> Andrea, do you want to come and say hello? Yeah, I do. No, no she's just deathly <laughs> nervous. Yeah. All right, well you'll Spectator. see. You'll see what Andrea looks like in the documentary. Mm-hmm. She's more Japanese than I am. Um, <laughs> and also, we I've been posting photos uh, on tw- on Facebook and Twitter. But yeah. if you go to my personal Twitter account, you'll see a lot of photos that I'm just posting on the spot. Yeah, and um, I've been doing this um, series of Graham Lost in Japan or Lost in yeah. Translation. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> it's been so. It's been so amazing. Like I can't even. You know, are coming back, right? We're coming back. Oh, yeah, we're coming we back, come to, back screen. to screen. We're coming sure. back to screen because I, you know, I've posted stuff on Twitter and, and I, I didn't realize this. There's all these other fans in other parts of Japan, mm-hmm. yeah, who are like, "Oh, are you coming down to shoot here and there?" Like, no, but um, <laughs> we're going to have a screen. I live on top of Mount Fuji. Yeah, are you coming down? <laughs> no, we're not. Um, I live in a submarine. Yeah, so. <laughs> We will be back to screen this movie. Because if you do screen, I can always tell people. I mean, there's a lot of bilingual Japanese here. And yeah, yeah. Some of them are really interested because I've been posting what I'm doing. Great. We're we're going to screen it here in Japan. There's no two ways about it. We're definitely screening it in Australia. And we'll be back here next spring to screen the film because we have Yay. to show it here. Yay. You know, where we shot all this stuff and ran around. And it's Yay. been... Party. So amazing. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys, follow us. You know, uh, one of the other ways you we, you can help, um, if you're like, oh, I don't have that much money to whatever, which we totally understand, uh, you can like the Earbuds and the Comedy Film Nerd fan page, my personal fan page. You can follow Earbuds on Twitter and Comedy Film Nerds on Twitter. Yep. Um, you, you can, can follow me on Twitter. You can no. follow yeah. Sanai at Lotus Zero. Mm-hmm. Lotus Underbar Under, 0569. Six, nine. Andrea is Wasabi. Wasabi Distro. <laughs> Wasabi Distro. All right. Wasabi, Wasabi Underscore Distro. And I'm Chris J. Mancini. Chris J. Mancini. Um, you know, Chris has a website and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you can, you know, positive reviews on iTunes, all those, always li- helps. all those little things help guys, even though you might not think that it does, it absolutely it does. does. Um, even like just a positive review of the book on Amazon, anything, helps. anything that's, like that. that's all free and stuff you can do for free and it takes 20 <laughs> seconds to do. So, um, thank you guys for everything. And I'm glad you finally got to hear Sanai. She was very nervous about doing this episode. She's like, my English is so bad. So please everybody tell her on Twitter and Facebook, how good her English was that you understood everything she said, because it's ridiculous. She's like, speaks this really good English and then says, no one can understand me. And of course, um, this week, I'll be headlining Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, June 12 through 14. Whoa. We are going to interview Aaron. Um, one of my best friends. Yes, who's one of the best friends. And uh, her and Vanessa helped Sanai during the 
Earthquake on yep. Twitter and Facebook, which is awesome that they did that. And, and Morgan and Neil. And, and, Neil and Dave Anthony. Dave mm-hmm. Anthony. All the, all the Kitten Hands. Uh, Kitten Hands Army. Kitten Hands Army United. So I hope all you guys can make it to the Path Festival. LA Pod Fest, September 26th through the 28th. Go to LAPodFest.com. I think Sanai might be there. Yeah, you might get to see Natalie. Too. Natalie's going to be right. there because she's living in the States now. Aaron is going to be there. I think Vanessa's coming. Vanessa, you got to come out. You're a travel agent. You have no excuses. Work it out. Yeah, make it. Work it. Hashtag work, work it. Work it, Austin. Work it, Austin. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, we're going to be doing fan interviews at the Comedy Attic uh, June 14th. These are our last fan interviews. Um, and uh, that is our show. Go to trunkclub.com, buy some yep. nice clothes. And uh, we want to thank our guest, uh, Sanice. Hi. Sanice. Hi. We'll do one more before you go. Um, Highlander 2, The Quickening. What? I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> I love you and your, your sister are doing the stereotypical Japanese voice. <laughs> well, that was like, that's the, um, that's the Japanese the, version. That, that's what they do in the maid cafe. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how they talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a whole character thing. It's, wow. a, it's hilarious. All right. So, all right, guys. Thank well, thank you, you so Hope much. For... Yep. And Andy Utech for saying, uh, uh, thank you all for making this trip um, and Natalie. much, much smoother than it would have been without you. Um, that is our show. That's our show. Thank you to everybody. Um, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Han shot the first. <laughs> that was great.